Hey, and welcome. Please enjoy the following interview, and you can also find additional content and articles at medium.com slash film critique. Thanks again, and enjoy. So I wanted to ask you, um, can you tell us a bit about yourself, like how you got started and everything just for people who might not know? So what I do is I produce a two-hour daily radio show called Echoes. It's heard on about 100 stations around the country. Um, and I've been doing radio ever since I was in college. So I did that. I did a series called Totally Wired uh, that won a bunch of awards, uh, Artists in Electronic Sound. And uh, yeah, I've been do- doing Echoes ever since then. Okay, nice. Now, um, like I told you in email, I actually started listening to Echoes when I was about um, maybe nine years old, nine or ten years old. And I was a little, I mean, I was a little, little kid, and I lived in Pennsylvania. I couldn't even, like, get to sleep sometimes unless I listened to it at (laughs) night. And so when I, like, you know, got older and stuff, and I I was looking for it, I was like, oh, you know, this is actually still on because there was a, a span of time where I, you know, I wasn't actually listening to it. I couldn't always find it on the radio at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after like I moved um, from Pennsylvania, I moved to different places and just kind of life stuff. But um, I was surprised that you were still doing it, that it was still you and not, you know, like um, NPR somebody else or something like that. So I wanted to know, with that, how have you stayed in this for, for so long? It hasn't been easy, Nancy, i got to tell you. It, it, it really hasn't been. It's clawing together a melange of, of support from grants, from donations, from radio stations who pay for the show, uh, from the online service, which if you subscribe to, you can listen to Echoes whenever you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would solve your problem. Uh, so, so yeah, it's just bringing together a lot of different things uh, to, to make it happen. It's a, it's a struggle. We're a small operation, three full-time people, including me, Okay. 10 hours a week. And so you've heard the show, you know, we do features, mm-hmm. interviews with artists that are you know heavily produced and, uh, well, until this past year, live performances. Uh-huh. So... So yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a struggle, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Right, right. Yeah. Nice. And um, actually, I do. Um, I believe I have the subscription now. This is like a like years ago before I think before. I don't think that there was a subscription back then when I was looking for it. So right. it was like. Yeah, it, that was even years ago. So, like, it's still from then, you know, it's, it's still been on. And I find that um, so incredibly fascinating because I think that um, music really influences people and, and um, Echoes has been doing that for decades, mm-hmm. um, bringing yeah. different kinds of music to people's attention. And so I wanted to know, um, with especially like with this pandemic, how do you think music has been uh, influential in 
and people's lives and kind of maybe keeping people sane during this time? Well, I, I think it's in there. Let me, let me answer that question from another end. So, for, for instance, today, I just interviewed a band called Decoupler from uh, Philadelphia. They're, they're an electronic pop duo. And also Monday, mm-hmm. we're running a feature with Bob Boylan. And okay. the, the last sound for pandemic albums, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and they referenced the pandemic, you know, Bob's is all, Bob Boylan's is all instrumental, hidden smiles, but you know, that's re- a reference to hidden smiles, right? The face mask. Um, the mask. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> so you can't see anybody's smiles. And uh, the coupler was dealing more with, you know, depression, loneliness, mm-hmm. uh, boredom. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and they deal with those and so that kind of music I think is helping people deal with it themselves not to mention that just in the general echo stream of things I mean, we're, we're a fairly chill show I mean it's definitely a place where you can like tune it in and go somewhere else you know with the music right. play on the show right, right. I think it's fun okay. show for people I do, I do too, I do too. And um, one thing I've noticed, um, like last night, there was a premiere of the Na- National Geographic movie uh, Genius, Aretha, for right. um, the uh, for Aretha Franklin. And there's also, of course, been the Billie Holiday uh, movie. And so with with okay, nice, nice. What did what did you think? I thought it was great. You know, I want I wanted to look up a little bit to see how how accurate it was to, to history, because mm-hmm. it was bleak. I mean, it was, it was bleak. I felt so, you know, I knew she had a, a bad existence, you know, that this, mm-hmm. all her fame, you know, all her accomplishments as, as a musician, that she, she had this other undertow of just surrounded by bad, bad, bad things. And, uh, and that movie brought that out. Right. Yeah. It really did. It really did. I, I think the performances, everything was, was fantastic, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, like, with, with that, the kind of influence on larger culture and politics that, that music can have, um, like, in all of your experience, what, what do you think of that? Like, what do you find, um, like, how do you find that music kind of impacts things politically? I don't know that it impacts things politically, especially the music we deal with. It's fairly apolitical music. <laughs> you get down right. some very political albums and, and interviews that we've done lately with like Wax Taylor and Moby and, and, and a few other people. So, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, Trump definitely brought that to <laughs> the fore, I think, in a lot of yeah. people. But I, I'd say most of our music is fairly, fairly apolitical, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not about that. It's about uh, personal feelings. It's about you know interior meanings. Uh, it's very existential. A lot of people play. Uh, although that was, that came into play quite a bit too in the last last four years. Um, so yeah. So it's so it's, it's interesting. Um, but how much you know how much it actually impacts the listener. That, that's kind of hard for me to say. I mean, I would say certainly most of our listeners anyway are on, on the left of the political spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then I posted a few things on Facebook <laughs> that definitely showed um, not all of them are. You know, we have a <laughs> in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those listeners are, you know, they're not necessarily, you know, left leaning. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So when I post those things online, they get pissed off. Yeah, I can, I can see that. And, you know, it's really interesting because one thing that, that I find with, with music is no matter kind of people's opinions or backgrounds, it does seem to, it crosses those lines as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether, whether we kind of agree with it or not, like we have a lot of groups that I noticed like they'll tell, um, like there were a few that Trump tried to play and they told him, don't use our music. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you know, really. yeah, <laughs> and, and none of them will let them. The Stones, Springsteen, I think Journey. Uh, I mean, there, there, there were a bunch, which, which is interesting. I don't want to go off on a sidetrack here with you. You don't want to go there, but you know, oh no, that's fine. He has he has rock artists that like him. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he use their music? Like right. <laughs> And and uh, Kid Rock, and you know <laughs> that. But he found the way he doesn't use that music. But yeah, all all you know, most people don't have any association with them. And Bush had the same problem. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, and it's it's very interesting because like, so like you said, they have all these groups that like them, and mm-hmm. they won't use their music. So you kind of have to wonder like why, like what is the appeal and what they're trying to. Right. To put forward, you know, um, there's, I don't know, I always find it interesting because I think that sometimes some of these, um, not to get too political, but some of these politicians try to mask what they're really about with music that is opposite of that to kind right. of get into people's heads that they represent that rather than what they actually represent. Not that anything is wrong with like the other groups or anything like that, but I don't think Motley Crue necessarily makes the same kind of music as Bruce Springsteen, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that, those groups, are, the girls' groups are not making a statement about existence and, and, and the country and, and the ideals. So, for instance, Born in the USA, which they all you know, misinterpret anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the first one to say, they all think it's a yeah, rah, rah, pro-USA song, and it's actually mm-hmm. kind of the opposite of that. At least from one angle, um, whereas all those other groups, Motley Crue, I mean, they're just singing about getting laid and getting drunk and wasted and having <laughs> damn good old time. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, that doesn't exactly make for good music for rallies, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, I wanted to also ask you, like your your passion for music, because you obviously have to have like a passion for it to stay in it. When did it? art for you it, it went way back and i can tell you i i remember i actually remember this even though my mother's probably told me about it but sitting on the floor of my bedroom when i was about five years old having one of those those record players with like a really big tone arm on it and the knee that was like a ten penny nail you know and playing tammy's in love okay song from the movie Cammy's in Love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would just play it over and over again and cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely not more than five years old when that was happening. But I remember that distinct. But I'm a, I'm a child of the British invasion. Oh, yeah. 
that sparked it initially, the Beatles, the Stones, the Animals, the Zombies, uh, all, all those bands, and then definitely the Psychedelic Era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, psychedelic Era is my coming-of-age music era. Okay. Uh, so, you know, Jefferson Airplane, Quicksilver Messenger Service, Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead, you know, Ultimate Spinach. Um, and then, you know, that morphed into progressive rock, morphed into electronic music, space music. And then I also listened to a lot of jazz, which is representing the show so much. I mean, it's on there, but it's not, you know, but I got it early in high school. I was, I was starting to get into, into, uh, into jazz, Rossan, Roland Kirk, mm-hmm. that, and then, then I was really into the avant-garde. Okay. Chicago, Coltrane, uh, Ornette, things things like that, and I followed that through for many years. And I've kind of, I still love that music. I still put on those records all the time, and records. <laughs> but uh, but kind of followed because Echoes is just like just chewed up all my time for listening to other new music. Okay. Yeah, but I'm, I'm been a music junkie. I just tried to find out a way that I could, you know. Just listen to records all day and get paid for it, you know? Yeah, and you did that. You definitely did that. <laughs> you did that. And, um, yeah, like, I'm just, I'm so glad to be able to talk to you because I just, I found it so fascinating. I mean, when I was little, you know, I guess I was kind of, like, odd with that. Like, no other kids my age listened to something like Echoes, you know? I don't think they even knew that it was on. And, um, you know, I just, I just, find it so so fascinating so it's really nice to, to talk to you and I, I just wanted to know uh, last question um or well next last question what is in store for echoes in the future nothing nothing big uh you know we just we're like 31 years old now so we did our 30th anniversary thing we're still doing the 30 icons of echoes mm-hmm. the getting to we're like got pretty much in the middle of doing those shows and, uh, and, you know, hopefully what's in, what's in the air is, you know, bands coming back in to play on the show. So that's going to be happening. Uh, I think our attention is going to be going more towards the online. Uh, radio, it's, it's, you know, you've traveled around the country. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you, you kind of know radio, especially public radio, has gotten just more news talk and it's going to harder. To uh, find stations that have yeah. placed. You know? It's funny. It's funny. I just had talked. They didn't talk to them, but they messaged me on Facebook the other day. You know, he had made a comment about our Pat Metheny mm-hmm. that we ran on Wednesday, and that's in the podcast now. Um, and I said, and he made made some comment. I said, I said, yeah, it's too bad you can't hear this on your radio station. Okay. Director. Right. He's a program director. He's like, too bad you can't hear this on your on your radio station. And he said, "Yeah, that, that, we yeah we can't play that. That music would be too esoteric for our listeners." And I thought mm-hmm. that's such a sad comment. It is. Beanie, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like well, he can be avant garde, but generally he's not. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I've definitely noticed that. I I I don't remember. Uh, maybe last. Not last summer, but the summer before that, I was looking for a radio station in the car, and 
it was like everything was, everybody was talking. I was like, wait, what happened? Like, what is going on? Because I do listen to like a lot of um, Spotify and stuff like that and, and whatnot. But I still kind of expect radio to be there. It's, it's such a foundation, you know? So, right. Yeah. 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 Radio, it's going to into an interesting phase. Um, you know, its audience, you know, in general has diminished because of Spotify. I listen to Spotify. Um, and, uh, but, you know, it's actually, public radio especially has maintained a pretty, pretty solid hold on their audience through all, through all of that, but it's more of a news talk. Okay, okay. And, um, so anything, uh, else you wanted to add? No, no, just, you know, glad to be talking to you. I mean, people, if they want to check out the show, they can go to our website. Uh, we do the podcast every week, which the uh, people who can't hear us can at least hear all the interviews that we do. So let's listen the podcast every week. You know, this week is, uh, what is it, Leandro and Papatini. Um, and then, you know, there's Echoes Online, which is, I think, the, the future for us in, in a lot of ways. And that's, you know, it's, it's great because you can listen to it whenever you want, wherever you are. Do you have your Echoes app? I, I do. Um, actually, no. I I have it. I have subscribed online. So yeah. Well, you should you should get the app and listen on the app. Okay. Yeah. Do. That's the easiest. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Thank you, Nancy. So when do you think you're gonna put this up? Um, probably within a few days. Oh. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. You'll send me all the info, and I can yes. do some social on it. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. Great talking to you. You too. You too. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye-bye.